to help support this podcast and get exclusive bonus content and rewards, make a monthly pledge at patreon.com slash universe box. And, and remember, remember to, to think, think outside. outside. 从 Storybrook. I'm Bill Meeks, and I'm Anne Marie De Simone. And this is the time of your life. <laughs> I never felt that way before. We also Woo! talk about ABC's hit series <laughs> Once Upon a Time and related media this week. <laughs> Lots of related media. <laughs> so how are you doing, Anne Marie? I'm doing spectacular. How are you doing? Excellent. As she takes a sip from her mojito. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, we, we, the, how's the hiatus treating you? Are you missing once yet? Um, it's well, been eight days. <laughs> I can't breathe. I haven't had no, once in eight days. I, um, <laughs> I believe, what was it on yesterday afternoon? I said, oh, and then we'll sit down and watch Once Upon a Time tonight. And you looked at me like, oh, there, there's no Once Upon a Time. <laughs> there is no Once Upon a Time, but that's okay. Cause we still have, we have to talk plenty about. of talk to talk about. Uh, wait, uh, right up top, uh, we're going to be talking about the new. Once Upon a Time graphic novel, Amory, if you want to show them, uh, Out of the Past, which uh, our our good buddy Hope, Hope. sent us uh, to uh, read slash review. We got Amory to read a comic book. Amory read a comic book. And then uh, right after that, we're going to have an interview with uh, Liz and Roxy from Regal Con mm-hmm. about, you know, everything going on there. And, uh, you know, maybe maybe uh, if you're in chat, we'll g- give you some spoilers as to what we're planning for yes. greetings presence at Regal Con. I thought Con- you were hiding Con- the chat from yourself. I, I am, except for right down there. Uh. <laughs> But uh, yeah, and uh, then then we also have a little bit of news and a little, uh, little bit of feedback too. So it'll be a good time, a good time. Little bit of mail. Oh yeah, well, I guess we have real mail. Do you want to go ahead and get that out of the way? No, no. Okay, well, uh, it is in the it? dock. Okay, it's in the it's dock. in the dock when we are to open the mail. But, you know, what? usually I would throw to the rhyming episode summary. We don't have a rhyming summary. Okay, so we should just say, <laughs> sing me a story, sing me a rhyme, sing me a something something. Once, Once upon, upon a time. time. Yes, I have hand gestures and I'm keeping them going week to week. You're going to find it, aren't the you? Thing, the thing is, I know I have – I downloaded it to have it around, but I can't find it. No. Ah! I'm on. sure Amy's happy Sing about me. that. Oh, here we oh, go. Oh, oh, I found it. Hopefully it's not too loud. Sing me a story. Sing me a rhyme. Sing all about what happened. Once, Once upon, upon a time. time when I sing a story. It was a sheep. It was definitely a sheep. Sorry, Amy. We had to play that. Sorry, for you. it's an addiction now. <laughs> okay, so I, I guess we should go ahead and get started talking about the graphic novel here. Okie dokie. As well, we mentioned, it's called Out of the Past. It's Out a graphic it. novel, four stories. We'll have a link in the show notes at yes. greetingsfromstorybrook.com to where you can go and buy it and everything. But uh, they, four stories in it Dead in the Water, which mm-hmm. is a Captain Hook story, uh, Killian, Killian Jones. Killian? 
uh, Truth and Daggers, which is a Rumbel, uh, Rumpel and Rumble. Bell story, a Ghost, which is a Regina story, and a Tea Party in March, which is a Mad Hatter story. In case you couldn't figure that one out. Yeah, and we are going to try and <laughs> – we understand, you know, not everyone who's watching the show might be picking up the comics, so we're going to try and keep it kind of spoiler-free. As spoiler-free as we can. Yeah. So. But uh, first up is uh, Dead in the Water uh, starring Captain Hook Killian Jones himself. What did you think overall, Amory? Um – not not terrible okay first of all let's just go with amory's not a comic person very true okay so let's just get that out of the <laughs> out in the open for anyone mm-hmm. who doesn't know um click. Uh, i don't know i just i wasn't too into it mm-hmm. um i don't hate the art we don't love the art but i don't hate the art yeah, why don't you show them some of the art from, okay, from that me, story let me, let me show you a little bit of the art here from dead in the water uh yeah, if, yeah which water. by the way we usually stream this uh monday nights at 8 30 p.m est at at live.universebox.com. But I, I enjoyed the story. It was it was, it, it was uh, fun enough, I guess. It, it kind of reminded me uh, in style and even just like the, the plot of the story reminded me of an old Silver Age pirate comic book uh, from a, like EC Comics or something like that or, or such as was uh, kind of a, not Lampoon, but referenced in um, the world of Watchmen if you've ever read the comic book Watchmen. Uh, you know, an old like pirate horror comic, which it was a lot of fun and even, even had like kind of the ambition ambiguous ending uh that most of those stories usually had well, was it a ghost wasn't it that sort of thing i i also have a hard time but believing killian makes a very big choice mm-hmm. uh concerning his brother liam towards the end of the story yeah. that i'm not sure that hook would make or killian would make even if what is suggested is the case as far right. as Liam is concerned. Um, I liked about it that we got to see Pirate Killian versus Sappy and Lovesick Killian of Storybrooke because mm-hmm. that's getting on my nerves. You're Captain Hook. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I like this Killian a little better. Um, not terribly surprised that we see him follow his emotions, uh, sort of like how Bill said. We see him. Hard to believe he's making some of the choices he does make, but he's following his emotions on a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's one like main crew person who sort of try, tries to talk him down off those emotions and everything yeah and it would be really nice if that would have been smee instead of like guy with the mustache yeah it was just like some random, random guy. guy and i think it should have been smee because i mean one of the you know I, from what i understand one of the points of this is to be able to get some of those types of characters yeah some and, more stories yeah and, and get, get kind of uh the back more background story with all right. of them and everything and we, we do said see that a little bit in the other stories too i, right. I, I guess the next up we'll go ahead and talk uh truth and daggers uh the rumbell uh storyline uh overall what'd you think of this one amory um i I actually like this one a little bit more. There was a lot of mm-hmm. uh, part bits and pieces of it, yeah. bits and baubles, if you will, that I really enjoyed. <laughs> then there were some that I was just like, I mean, the main part of the story wasn't mm-hmm. the interesting part to me. Yeah, I, I definitely felt like the, this one. This one felt cl- the closest to the characters from uh, Once Upon a Time. Is is from yes. out, out of all the stories, they definitely nailed Rumple and Belle's characters the most. It, it's also interesting because uh, I I don't know. And I had to go and look up the name of it, which is stupid because it's a completely obvious name. But we get the origin for Pandora's Box yes. in, in this book. which you really is, had to look up Pandora's Box? Well, I forgot it was called Pandora's Box. I just thought that little box that uh, Hook and or, uh, Rumpel and Pan were fighting over and trapping, mm-hmm. trying to trap each other in and all that kind of stuff from the Neverland arc. But we get the origin or we find out how uh, Rumpel uh, got Pandora's Box and why Belle knew exactly what it was when Ariel came to look for for it for it oh, back in yeah. the never i didn't arc. even like dawn on me with that yeah 
and it, like I said, I, I thought the story was pretty accurate to the characters, but this time period in Wunstum, uh, you know, it's uh, where Bell's relent- relentlessly hopeful about turning the Dark One around and the whole Stockholm Syndrome thing. Mm-hmm. It, it feels like a little little bit played out. I think that's that's a, a complaint I've had a little bit about the series, too, is just like they, they just keep going and adding more stuff into these little nooks and crannies of the mm-hmm. timeline. And I, I understand that's the concept of the show with the flashbacks and everything right. and it must be really hard as a writer to do it but i can't even imagine mm-hmm. like we all know i'm obsessed with timelines <laughs> they have to like literally have a crazy story bible mm-hmm. like it's got to be like yeah like on tiny type for sure because it's just crazy yeah, forgive um, me here it's all right they didn't hear it go ahead okay <laughs> sorry for <laughs> sorry my i forgot to turn the music reactions. off um so my favorite scene is um when bell goes to town mm-hmm. um it's very very beauty and the beast the beginning of the cartoon for disney uh-huh. um visually and thematically because it looks like that same middle of the town market um, i actually thought i saw the fountain that she sits in i didn't but it's everything else is so oh like that fountain from the opening number and everything? the opening number where she sits and mm-hmm. she's reading and all of that um so yeah i see amy p in the chat room i at live.universebox.com saying i'm not really a comic book person but not sure if i uh want to read this or not if you're not a comic book person i would actually suggest you could probably skip it and get by with reading the summaries if you want to know what happened because i mean i think these stories are considered official canon i'm sure they are um... yeah but mainly just because i I would hate to see a non-comic book fan pick up this book uh expecting to get turned on to comics because they liked once upon a time because the stories were kind of uh uneven in parts and the artwork was a little uneven well it was parts. four different books yeah. within one and four different mm-hmm. very different artistic styles Al- although i will say and if you want to try and find it the one with the panels that i pointed out when i, I was yeah yeah I, th- there was a uh, one really cool shot very comic booky shot in the rumbell story the uh truth and daggers that i just wanted to point out real quick just because i loved it so much it's basically uh bell's attention to a childhood friend of hers that she's found in the town and everything and Rumpel calls for her and she runs over to the side of the panel and runs peeks over into the next panel where Rumpel's standing leaning against the wall which if Once Upon a Time was just a comic book I'm sure you'd see Rumpelstiltskin do it involved the, in that you would sort see of stuff, stuff like that all the time um oh okay so as i was saying um that middle of the town scene is also very thematic because mm-hmm. the entire town's talking about her yeah um, but instead of them talking about hey there's that weird girl it's hey there's the dark one servant yeah. but it's still all very similar um i do feel like this is probably one of the most relevant stories to that bell girl with the dark one walking if you don't respect her he will kill you he will yell <laughs> he will yell. yell would have been much better yeah there. yeah I, um, I lost it i lost it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay i guess uh, oh did you have something yeah, else I okay go ahead. Things. go ahead um but it also shows how she wins his trust over and over again and she keeps doing things to keep his trust and he keeps being a not so nice person that needs shoved back over the line again mm-hmm. um also the art with this one not a huge fan it's really well like it's very watercolory and everything yeah and very pretty except some Sometimes Belle looks like a potato. <laughs> See, I had that problem in a, a one one of the stories coming up too. So oh, it was there too, mm. but this the faces fluctuated from panel to panel. Like, yeah. and I mean, you have to understand too. This is from Marvel Comics. It's a licensed property from Marvel Comics, which means it's probably pretty much assembly line work. Like, 
I wouldn't be surprised if if the creators working on this weren't aware of the property until they got the assignment, you know, because that happens a lot where I remember there was a uh, books that came out in support of the uh, Three Musketeers movie with Tim Curry mm-hmm. back in the early 90s. Mm-hmm. And, and they were like that. I remember being so excited to pick them up because I wasn't going to get to see the movie, but I could sneak them home from the comic shop or whatever. Right. And uh, yeah, they just weren't. It, they it, very assembly line kind of work. Yeah, but I mean, they have pictures to go by. Mm-hmm. They have tons. I'm sorry. She looks like a potato. A little bit. Just she a little looks bit. like a potato. <laughs> and I love Belle, but. Mm-hmm. Anyway, as you were saying. Okay, uh, well, let's see here. Why don't we go ahead and move on to the uh, next one here? And I don't think we'll spend too much time nope. on this one because neither of us I've really got dug nothing it too much. really to say. A ghost, uh, which featured the evil queen Regina. And. Uh, it, it, I don't. I don't know. Like basically, um, we we get to meet Daniel's brother William. Yep. Uh, Daniel uh, being the stable boy, Regina's. In case true you don't love remember, and, and all that stuff. Uh, but we get to meet William, who comes looking for Regina because he blames Regina for uh, Daniel's death because she shouldn't have been associating with a commoner anyway yeah now I, I i don't think daniel's brother really has all the information here and regina's trying to inform him like no no this no is what messed with me like i was wronged here too let's team yeah. up or whatever but so he doesn't really have all the information when he comes at regina but i i also think uh he he picks up right away that regina's uh, kind of dark and off the deep end and shouldn't be trusted and i i think if he had come and Regina was, you know, nice, <laughs> not the evil queen. Right. That uh, that he might have been able to be swayed a little bit. But I, 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 again, a fine enough story. But it, the one big complaint I had was that Regina felt way underpowered both in magic and in terms of like character, like yes. wherewithal. She wasn't the strong evil queen that we know from the show, you know. That's phrased much better than what I put. <laughs> See my sub point? Oh, go ahead. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know if that's giving anything away. Uh... uh yeah, it might be. No, I think it's okay. It's okay. Okay. Yeah. She gets thrown in a hole. <laughs> and she, like, is stuck there. With, and Throw the witch in the hole. Well, she's stuck there for a minute before he de-arms her or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. Also, I'm sorry. I'm going to keep complaining about the art. They had to have had a picture of Lana Perea. What is that? That's the evil queen. That is not Lana, Lana Perea. Lana no. Perea. And the entire thing is really dark and distracting for me, which I'm sure is normal. <laughs> but, no. I couldn't, I couldn't follow dark and glue. Well, I, th- I think I, honestly, I think think it might have helped a little bit if I uh, you had had I had given you a primer uh, in how to read comics. To- I can. Well, I mean, th- there's a specific flow, and uh, Scott McCloud in the book Understanding Comics does a really good job of explaining it to people who haven't been reading comics all their lives in about three pages. I should. De- in Sesame Street, actually, did a really good. No, I'm serious though. I, I I'm not trying to patronize or anything, but He's I mean, telling me to read a Sesame Street book. No, I'm just saying Sesame Street <laughs> did a really good uh, comic for free comic book day a couple of years ago yeah. that taught you teaches you how to read comics too and like well, I, I'd, I actually i'd recommend that to uh, anyone looking to like i mean it was i could follow it i mm-hmm. just i get really distracted by the art that doesn't look like like it was hard for me to even see what was going on in the panel yeah and uh that was a excuse me one of my, my uh big issues with the the next story too although i really liked it overall and that's a tea party in march uh with uh the mad hatter uh-huh. Uh, Jefferson. Jefferson. Uh, which I, I am sure Hope is waiting on. Waiting with bated breath for our review. Opinions on this. Because, uh, you know, she loves Jefferson. But What? Oh, wh- she loves Jefferson? I know, right? But <laughs> wh- one of the things that uh, really kind of struck me I, I, about uh, – 
it, it first off was the art. Like it just the art was very soft and the faces didn't look right. I I absolutely hated it until they got to Wonderland. And then once they got to Wonderland, I thought it fit a little better. But yeah, you could Oh here, let me uh my camera. Here we go. Yeah, you can I see. I love this. Mm-hmm. Oh, like that yeah, when he first beautiful. first gets there. Oh, with the hair yeah, for us and everything. And yeah. yeah, yeah. But once it once it gets to Wonderland, it's a very very good style. But it just doesn't feel right in the first because I this is the story of uh, Jefferson's wife, more or less. Really, you know. I oh, what's his daughter's name? I forget his Grace. Daughter. Grace Grace's mother, and you know the the story of how they uh, how they met, fell in love, all that kind of stuff, and what ultimately happened with her. But yeah, lots of lots of really fun kind of a little trippy artwork in wonderland and it definitely fits a lot better once they get there and uh, just to cut one uh jefferson's wife uh mm-hmm. says remarks you're a portal jumper mm-hmm. like they're a very common thing i i didn't think you know based on the whole premise of the show and rumple and right. everything like they were that big of a deal but we keep finding out more and more more and more people can yeah. travel the realms which is really weird i i was also disappointed they didn't show the white rabbit after but they referenced oh, oh, they did reference them um i i really also in this is a as much as it's a story about Jefferson and his wife, it's also a st- uh, kind of the origin story of the March Hare. Mm-hmm. And I, I really love the story. I won't I won't give too much away, but I'll just say that uh, much like Jefferson, the, uh, the March Hare has a very uh, horror themed uh, sort of like a sick and twisted uh-huh. uh, horror movie kind of origin story. So it's a lot of fun. And I also thought it was interesting that this story was the only one that didn't involve uh, someone from the out of the past. Uh, returning from the dead or supposedly returning from the dead or well, fake William out. William wasn't... What's that? William wasn't a fake out or... It... No, it was at first because she thought it was Daniel at first. Oh, okay. I yeah. can see that. And, and uh, then Belle had the, her childhood friend who she thought was dead forever and then uh, yeah. obviously Killian with... Uh, no spoilers. Uh, but yeah, this was actually probably my probably my favorite of the bunch. Yeah. I uh, Especially just because uh, it, it was just so nice to kind of explore Wonderland and Jefferson again. It's been mm-hmm. over a year now. It's been a long time. Yes. We had any Wonderland it in has. our lives. Um, it also had probably twice as many pages. Mm-hmm. So they took more time dedicating to it. Yeah. And I, I felt like they um, were more careful. This feels almost like a story that they had like – written out in the sto- or the mm-hmm. series bible for the show and just never got around to telling because uh, Jefferson got cast in the Captain America movie. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. Was, this is this is their way of getting in that backstory because they know they're not going to get to film that episode. Yeah. So they were able and they had enough to give the comic writers, artists, producers, I don't really know what specific, but oh, I like Patty in the chat room says it's a big conspiracy realm jumpers or the enchanted world's version of Bigfoot aliens and the Loch Ness monster. <laughs> I could see that i could see that um oh and alice was not at the tea party i'll be Mm. i'll spoil that for you yeah yeah. um any any other thoughts on this one it seemed really casual about the world jumping yeah like really casual but but we've been getting that in the main series too like it's becoming less and less of an issue where it was like the big unsurmountable obstacle that uh rumple back there in his hurley hoodie had to face you know it's not a oh yeah hurley hoodie sorry (laughs) um i called it the right this time yeah you called it right and i was confused Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's nice to get the backstory, especially when we know we're not getting them. Yeah, and there was some bonus uh, stuff in the back, There is some bonus. There's some costume sketches, some Jolly Roger pictures. Uh, Felt a little like stretching out the book, but, you know, it's always... If you're into fashion and costumes and stuff, it's really nice. Oh, it looks like Hope just showed up. She missed the... Hope! Uh, Hope, you'll have to go back and listen to our uh, review of... You out, missed it! Out of Time. Oh, what, what was it again? Show, show, show the camera. Show the camera. The nice book. Show the nice people at the camera. Yeah. Um, oh. 
Yeah, once upon a time, out of the past. What's that? She said we're muted. We're muted? Not for her. No, no. She had to. Oh, okay. Okay. No, no, no. I was like, whoa. I didn't think we were muted. Uh, No, but (laughs) okay. So I guess we'll end with an arbitrary scale. All right. Out of 328 dead fairy tale characters, how many dead fairy tale characters would you give out of the past? I don't know. I'm typing into the chat. Um, 328 fairy. 217? Say it a little louder. 217 dead fairy tale characters. Why? I don't want to read that again, but it was good information. <laughs> Fair enough. And I don't know. I really don't know if it's mm. because it was a comic and I'm very, very from comics. Yeah. I really am. But <laughs> hope you missed the entire discussion <laughs> of the comic. Yeah. But at least you can admit that's a you problem, too. I can know? admit that that is a me problem. Mm. But I don't want to read it again. That's fair. Okay. As for me, I'll probably give it uh Probably like 250 dead fairy tale characters because I, I liked uh, the stories well enough. But they, they at the same time, they all felt like cover versions of stories we've already had on the show. Okay, yes. You know, set around a particular theme, which was uh, people from the past reappearing, except for the Jefferson one, which was kind of like people from the past telling their origin story or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I enjoyed it well enough. The art was kind of so-so in places, but you yeah, kind of expect that from right. assembly line uh, kind, kind of licensed property work like this. Yeah. Definitely. Okay, so I guess uh, before... Before we uh, get into uh, the big Regal Con interview with Liz and Roxy and yes. tell you guys all about that, uh, we, we figured we'd go ahead and open up some mail. Uh, which Mail! Yeah, hold it up to the camera here uh, so people can see the uh, – yes, it's Greetings from Storybrooke, P.O. Box 2641, Ackworth, Georgia 30102. If you want to send us something – For about for, the next month. Yeah, for our, our poster <laughs> board there behind Dan Marie on the set. But yeah, I, if you're sending something though, you need to get it in the mail. Our, yeah, our, our box our, expires <laughs> Our, our listener, Elizabeth, uh, went ahead and sent us in something as part of entering uh, our Regal Con test. Con. Regal Con contest. Test. Uh, but here, let's see here. What could it be? What, what flat thing be? will we have for our thing? And we also have a card from Hope up there uh, to put up there. Yeah, too. I know. It's upstairs. Oh, no. Fuck. Open, opening is not great on an audio opening podcast, but awful. the visual people are all about They're it. They're loving it. <laughs> Let's see here. What could it be? Dear Bill and Anne-Marie, this sketch is for your wall. I hope you like it. Um, I hope it can also count towards an entry in the contest. Your faithful <laughs> listener, Elizabeth. And it does. Absolutely. Ooh, 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 ooh. We got something here. Oh, okay. Okay, we got it? Yeah, yeah. So we've got what the original version is of what she based this off of. So this is what she based it yeah, off of. Yeah, a picture of Snow Charming and um, – hold it up there for okay. a little bit bit longer just so people can see it yeah snow charming and emma then no charming and emma yep and colored pencil yep and then this the outline cannot see whatsoever yeah because the camera's all blown out let me try it let me try it on mine okay careful with it nope not at all too blown out sorry about that but i uh, thank you very much elizabeth and we'll get those hung up very very soonly so excited to see i love those it i'm so excited yeah, and so excited you were able to um enter the uh, thing too for sure okay so actually you know now we're gonna go ahead and switch gears i think and we're gonna go into uh we'll, we'll tell you about the contest because you still have like a day and a half to enter yep. and uh, then we'll go ahead and transition into our pre-recorded interview with liz and roxy and then we'll be back to finish up with some news and some uh letters Letters. Talk to you in a minute. Greetings from Storybrooke. I'm Bill Meeks. And I'm Anne-Marie DeSimone. And we're here to announce our Greetings from Storybrooke Regal Con test. If you don't know what Regal Con is, (laughs) it's a convention they're having this year in Anaheim, California, uh, May 8th through 10th, that focuses on the Once Upon a Time fandom. Now, there's going to be a lot of oncers there. A lot of cast members, too, like Emily DeRaven, Sean McGuire. Many, many dwarves. And Rebecca Mater will Mm -hmm. be there. August. 
You know, all sorts <gasps> of people. That's right. August will be there. Thanks to you guys. Thanks to our patrons. Uh, we're going to be able to cover my plane ticket and my hotel room, you know, just off of you guys' uh, donations that you've made over at patreon.com slash universe box. Thank you Thank you so guys. Much really that. appreciate it. And we're definitely going to be bringing you back a lot of exclusive content. Uh, we, we should be uh, doing some interviews, some special panels out there. We'll be mm-hmm. talking to you guys, uh, the Once once Upon a Time fans and everything. In order to get Anne-Marie uh, to the convention, uh, not only do we have to cover her airfare, but we also have to pay for a babysitter for the kids. But we'd love to have her go out there and help help with the interviews and be on panels and interact with all of you guys. So we've we've come up with a fun way to kind of try and finance this. We want to see you there, which is why we're throwing the Greetings from Storybrook Regal Con. So two prizes. The grand prize, the three-day general admission ticket to RegalCon 2015, and the runner-up prize, which is a beautiful Rumpelstiltskin stand-in like we have right back here. Now, there are three ways for you to enter the RegalCon test. First is by making a one-time donation. There should be a pretty little button right around here. And you can make a donation right through YouTube. Right right through YouTube. Second is to donate to our Patreon or to up your donation if you're a current patron. And patron donations start at $0.10. Cents. Uh, the grand prize, the grand prize is worth $139. $139 for $0.10? Cents? That's a good entry, right? I think that's a good deal. But, you know, if you don't want to spend uh, money directly, right. we, we completely understand. Understood. And that's completely. fine. So we have a third way to enter, too. Send us a postcard. Very because easy. Because our, where is it, thing here is pretty empty still. Send us something to put in the frame and you'll be entered to win both of the prizes yes, as that, well. That will definitely count as an entry, uh, which is good. And you can uh, send it to this address right here that we'll put right There's here. Give me an address. Right there. Yes. Uh, you have to enter quickly, quickly. because we want to give everyone, you know, the grand prize winner, we want to give them time to make uh, travel arrangements, travel arrangements hotel arrangements, all exactly. that kind of stuff. So we're going to uh, cut off entries midnight on April the 8th. Then what we'll do on April 9th is we'll go ahead and draw the grand prize winner mm-hmm. and we'll contact them uh, privately and give them 24 hours to either accept or decline. If, if they accept, uh, fine, we're off to the races and we'll do a second draw for the Rumpel standout or stand in, stand up. But if they reject it or they don't respond, we're going to go ahead and pull another grand prize winner mm-hmm. and uh, keep going like keep that until we yeah. find someone who wants to do it and then, you know, draw, make draw a second for- draw for the runner up. Right. If you win the general admission ticket, we're going to take you out for, for uh, dinner and drinks or something to, uh, you know, j- just uh, hang out for a little bit <laughs> everything. You have to. I mean, if you're, if you're coming to a convention, you've got to enjoy yourself. Okay, so like we said, two prizes. Is one general admission ticket free of charge to RegalCon 2015 that they've graciously provided us, and one Rumpelstiltskin stand-up cutout cardboard guy, like we have in the background of all of our episodes of Greetings from Storybrooke. Get your entry in by April 8th to enter, and uh, we hope to see you at the con. Okay, and we're back with uh, Roxy Nazari and Liz Schlater. Uh, we're already talking to Liz. Uh, Roxy, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you? Great, great. I, now, I, RegalCon's kind of uh, your brainchild, right? Why don't you tell us a little bit about how, uh, how, how it came together, how it formed? Well, it was um, really just an idea that I came about that was on Twitter. And I thought, how cool would this be to do a convention um, for Once Upon a Time? I actually became a volunteer. Um, and then I ended up turning what used to be called Monocon mm-hmm. into what we now call RegalCon and making this dream 
a reality. Um, it's a convention for the fans by actual fans, which is what makes it unique. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it just uh, it seems really good. Now, uh, you, you said there was a, a presence as a Lonicon before. I, w- w- what years was that going on? What kind of offerings did they have? And they, what, what kind? What sets RegalCon apart? Or what have you guys changed or you know tightened up? So Lonicon never actually happened. Um, it oh. was another girl on Twitter was her idea, mm-hmm. and she had other friends and they all wanted to do it and so I actually like they, they were trying to do it this year and then um, so basically I became a volunteer for them and then it turned out like that they didn't know how to actually make it happen so I ended up um, creating my own company um, Regal Queen Productions slash REN Entertainment and that's why it's called RegalCon mm-hmm. is because that is my business name um, and I'm also an evil Regal so <laughs> It makes total sense then. Total sense. Now, uh, you guys have a lot of lot of wonderful guests that, uh, lined up and everything. And we'll, we'll get to that a little bit more in a minute. But one that I saw you guys announce, uh, I think over the weekend, that everyone seemed really excited about. And I had just never heard about them before. was the band uh, 45 Spacer is coming. So uh, could, could you tell us a little bit about 45 Spacer? Because, yeah, I'm just kind of curious. I, 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 I caught a whiff of what, they, what they're about. <laughs> but uh, maybe... maybe. <laughs> So 45 Spacer um, consists of Jack and Pat DeVlasio, and they are Lana Perea's stepsons. Oh. And one's affiliate. Uh, I think Jack was on. Jack was one of the Lost Boys yeah. on Once Upon a Time. Oh, that's so really cool. They actually have a song called Last Thing You'll Do, and it is a song they wrote about the evil queen. Um, it's, it's really great. All the evil rebels love them. Mm. And... I think this is a great opportunity for the rest of the Lancers to um, discover their music because they're two young uh, boys who are in a really great band. So I think everyone will enjoy their music. Oh, yeah, definitely. I did, uh, when I saw them announced, I, obviously I didn't go through and do psalm interpretations or anything, but I listened to it and it sounded really good. So yeah, I'm really excited to see them for sure. I, now, I, I believe, and I, obviously correct me if I'm wrong, but they're, they're one of the add-on things you can get uh, to the general admission ticket, which there are a lot of. There are a lot of uh, different things you can do, dinners, uh, meetings, things like that. Now, it, which uh, one would you guys say is probably the best value if someone can only pick one? Like, what's the best monetary value as far as those add-ons? And which one, do you, not discounting money entirely, which one do you think would be the most fun and the most worth getting? I think um, if you're a huge Once Upon a Time fan, you would want to do one of our three events. We have on Friday, we have the cocktail party. Mm-hmm. On Saturday, we have the, the dinner. And then after the dinner, we have the ball. And um, our guest stars will be um, actually at those events mingling with the fans. So, oh, yeah. so um, uh... if, if I had to choose just one of those, I would really suggest... Um, probably the dinner because it's going to be um, it would be you and nine other people and one of those nine people would be one of the actors from the show so you're actually getting to eat dinner at a table with a once upon a time actor yeah may, may, maybe a uh, worst case scenario maybe bring a little compact mirror and like a toothpick just to make sure you don't have any food in your teeth when you're talking to them. <laughs> but, uh... yeah the people who have bought tickets are like oh my goodness like, I'm so nervous but I mean I think it'll be fine I think it's just you know a more intimate like one-on-one chance to just hang out ask questions and I would think that like for at personally me um I mean, the dinner and cocktail party would be great for more intimate, you know, just chit-chatting, meeting, greeting the actors and all. 
I think the ball is going to be really fun because you kind of get that mm-hmm. where the actors are going to be there and, um, you know, you can chit chat with them. Hang out with them. Party to- yeah, but then after, <laughs> it's going to be like a giant one-third party and it's, it's going to be really fun. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I'll definitely be going to that one. They, they, yeah. I mean, everything about this convention sounds just just so much fun. Like, uh, do what do you guys have uh, set as far as the schedule and panels and things like that so far? Do you have much uh, planned out yet or anything you want to share? We're, we're currently working on the schedule, but uh, we're hoping to post all the times for everything. But there will be uh, several Q&A panels with the actors. We're not sure who we're pairing with who yet. And then we're also going to have some um, other ones that are not uh, about the actors. Liz, you want to tell us more about that? Yeah, we want we understand that it's a lot to to have all these add-ons, and you know they are things that you have to purchase outside. So we really wanted to bump up what a general admission ticket can get you, mm-hmm. and we really wanted to bump up what fans can experience with other fans on a smaller level. So we have a bunch of general admission uh, panels that are kind of secondary to the actor Q and A. We have some. Discussions with some guest professors coming in about you know um, you know violence and fairy tales and just general discussions like that. We have a few um, fan chats that are going on, family discussions, and we have also paired with Adobe, and we're going to have like a fan creativity panel talking about fan art and podcasting and video editing. And in that, we will actually um, be giving away a one-year subscription to Adobe Creative Cloud. So that's really cool. Oh yeah, that that sounds completely awesome because i mean one thing one thing about once is they they love making art in support of the show so i mean they that, that'll be just a fun panel in general and then throw on the uh, adobe creative cloud uh along with it that's awesome yeah we we understand and recognize that we have a very very creative fandom and mm. so we kind of wanted to just have something available for them and i think that we have a couple other companies that we're going to be pairing with um maybe an effects panel that we're working on right now uh get some green screen action in there oh fun uh and you know we want to encourage fans uh, to reach out to us as well if you have an idea for a panel or if there's something that you want to see and we can help you bring other fans together to make that you know a discussion or a panel or you know just a little meetup like please let us know reach out to us on tumblr twitter mm-hmm. our website um facebook and we really want to incorporate those kind of activities to make it a true fan convention oh yeah definitely as long as, long as you're mentioning it why don't you go ahead and give everyone that contact info like the the precise just so they have so they have it you know if they want to reach out to you guys um I think the easiest way to reach out is through our website. Um, there is a little box that says "Ask Us Anything," okay, um, and it'll be sent an email to me, and I can answer any questions, and it can also answer questions. Yeah, and all the links to our social media are uh, we're on Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and Facebook, and they're all at the top of our website, which is www.regalcon2015.com. Excellent, excellent. I, now, uh, let's see. So, uh, what's the hotel uh, it's taking place in again? So Wyndham Anaheim Garden Grove Hotel. Excellent. It's right on the street from Disneyland. Oh, that's... <laughs> oh, sorry. I was going to say that's fun. I'd say I, I'd imagine there'll probably be some groups, like, maybe going down for a little bit or something, you know, when things... Yeah, it, it's literally, like, three blocks away from, hmm. from Disneyland. Disneyland, yeah. downtown Disney, and there's always shuttles running. It's a very... Mm-hmm. 
easy place to transfer, you know, to get to. So yeah, yeah, I'm anxious to. Uh, I I don't know if I'm going to make it down to Disneyland or anything, but I'm anxious to get close uh, down there. Just I I lived in Los Angeles, and I I would always see Disneyland like from the highway going down to Orange County, but I I never stop. So I, I it's going to be cool at least to get within a couple blocks of it anyway. I yeah, it, so go have dinner at downtown Disney. It'd be great. <laughs> Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, so, so uh, what's a uh, what's uh, go- going to be the setup? As far do you guys have an idea of the setup? As far as like you know, once you you get to the hotel and you, you for uh, you know picking up badges, all that sort of stuff, is do you guys have all that ironed out yet, or is that still a work in progress? Yeah, we have a designated check-in area that's going to be where you go in and check in and grab your bag, your passes, and um, all of your add-on information, just information about where you need to be and when things are. Pick up your event schedule. Mm-hmm. So we ha- we'll have that set up. Uh, a little bit before actual programming starts on Friday. Excellent, excellent. Um, so, so I it, oh, go ahead. Uh, you're also welcome um, to buy anything else if you wanted to add on stuff at the event. You're welcome to do that too. Oh, so we so- have. So we'll have registration one. and ticket sales available at the event. Excellent, excellent. That's good. So that you don't have to decide right now. Uh, yeah, well, except probably except for the ones that have like limited uh, engagements, like the the dinner and everything, where you sit with the cast member. Um, yeah, and like and autographs and photos up too. Like it's probably safer to get them ahead of time because there's only so much time in the, in the schedule to you know fit in. Mm-hmm. All of that, so there is a cap. Uh, we haven't reached it yet, but just to be safe, if, if you're dead set on something, I say get it. Yeah, yeah. better, better be safe than sorry. Get for her then. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, so, uh, what what guest are you guys most excited about? Because uh, again, we, there's going to be a ton of actors from the show there and everything. So, which ones are you most excited about? Honestly, all of them. I mean, they're all I've met. I've met several of them, and everyone from the show. They're just they're just great people. They're really pleasant to talk to and they just really love their fans and I don't think I've really experienced that with like any show before where I truly like all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I uh, I know I uh, the, the only I, I've met two actors from the show, uh, Grumpy and uh, Hopper, uh, and it, bo- both of them, like, you know, I approached them at Dragon Con here in Atlanta, and I was just like, hey, what's up? How's it going? And they, they were like, oh, uh, another person to, for an autograph, sure, here you go, shake your hand, all this stuff. And then, but once I mentioned I did a podcast about Once Upon a Time, they were like, oh, this guy's in, in on it. So the, then they just, like, completely blew open, and they were just, like, they were as excited as I was, honestly. Yeah, um, actually, Lee, who plays Grumpy slash mm-hmm. Dreamy slash Leroy, <laughs> <laughs> um, he's going to be with us uh, at RubiconCon, and, you know, it's really cool. I've, I've only ever met Sean, which was at WonderCon last year, mm-hmm. and um, so I'm looking forward to, you know, just chit-chatting with everybody, um, but in this whole process, like, they've been so great, and, like, Lee's offered us so much, and they're all just so willing to work with us and help make this a great event for the fans, so it's really cool to see. Oh, yeah, definitely, and, and the one thing about Once Fandom, they, it's just, like, there's something really special about Once Fandom, because we do another fan cast, too, and I've been involved for uh, Fox is Gotham, and I, I've been involved in other fan communities before, and there's just, I, for, for good or for bad, uh, there, there's just a, an extreme amount of intensity and energy uh, for, from uh, the Once Upon a Time fans, and it's going to be really exciting to be like in a room full of people <laughs> that excited about the show, you know? Yeah, we do have a very passionate fandom, and 
I think it's really cool to um, to have these kind of events where, you know, you ship what you ship, your favorite characters who your favorite characters are, people have different views on storylines, but to get it, it, people together that have this one common interest, like, you're all so passionate about this one thing, and just to, to group these people together and give them the chance to meet, to discuss, to... Uh, you know, meet people that they've known on social media for years. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that's really a special thing, and we're really glad that we can offer that. Oh, yeah. And it'll be, uh, regardless of uh, the level of party you're comfortable with, it'll be a party <laughs> for sure. So. It'll, be, it'll be a party. A party. <laughs> Definitely. Well, I, I want to thank you guys so much uh, for talking to me and everything. If you want to go ahead and just uh, let people know where the website is again and, uh, you know, may, maybe just break down real quick, like the general mission and the guest, uh, just just to be sure we got it all in here. Okay, well, you can um, find us at www.regalcon2015.com. Our guests are Emily DeRobin, Sean McGuire, Rebecca Mater. Eon Bailey, David Anders, Lee Ehrenberg, Beverly Elliott, Gil McKinney, Bastiana Zabata, and Michael Coleman. That was solid. Then, Did you do that all off the top of your head or were you referencing something? No comment. <laughs> <laughs> off the top of my head. No, actually, yeah. <laughs> I was reading it. But um, we have also our MC, Joshua Reed Davis, mm-hmm. and um, 45 Spacer. 45 Spacer. And then we have um, one-day general admission tickets, so you could buy just Friday, just Saturday, or just Sunday. Mm-hmm. We have the weekend, so you can buy a pass for the entire weekend. Um, and then we also have our packages. We have the Feather, the Hearts, and the Regal package, which include um, some of the add-ons. Mm-hmm. And you also get a reserved seat for the panel. Whereas with the general admission, um, it's first come, first serve. Yeah, have to get in line. <laughs> but, yeah, and if I, if I do say so myself, Friday is a pretty good deal. Friday, you know, we have we don't have any actors panel scheduled, but we do have you know a trivia contest, costume contest, those kind of fan oriented things, and a cocktail party and forty five and forty five spacer. But the general admission ticket for Friday is twenty five dollars, so I think that that's a pretty sweet deal. Um, the cocktail party and the concert are add-ons, but, um, you know, if you just want to come say hi, that's cool, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, the nice thing, I, I always find, like, I, when I've gone to Dragon Con here in Atlanta, which is my second time mentioning it, but I always find it's good, even if the real convention doesn't start until Thursday, it's good to get there, like, Wednesday night, you know, because then you, you get a chance where it's quieter, you get to find a group to, you know, fall in with uh, for the weekend and everything, and, you know, they kind of get the lay of the land before the real action starts, you know, so... Yeah, definitely. And I do know, you know, because we, we pay attention to Twitter, we see everyone's tweets, and we know that there are a lot of people that are, like, traveling solo. They're coming, you know, such a far away by themselves. And um, so, you know, reach out to us on Tumblr. I just had someone contact on Tumblr saying, you know, can you post my username? I want to connect with people because um, I'm going to be by myself. So, you know what? Reach out to us, and we'll do what we can to help because, um, we, you know, this all is all about bringing the family together. So if you want us to do that and post for you and help you connect, then we can do that as well. Oh, yeah, and definitely, I mean, uh, once you land on the ground in Anaheim, I mean, uh, tweet me at Bill Meeks. I'm going to be running around looking for, for someone to grab a bite to eat with or a drink or something. So, you know, <laughs> tweet me too. And uh, we'll, we'll hook it up, definitely. Well, uh, thank you guys so much again uh, for taking the time to talk to me. And I can't wait to meet you in a few weeks here <laughs> in Anaheim. Oh, I'm here. Very excited. <laughs> 
And now it's time for the news. News. What's going on? Yeah, and this news came in just as we were getting ready to start doing the episode. Basically, they released a sample scene from the next episode of once upon a time heart of gold so Load you know, put on your spoiler goggles we're gonna watch it live and then tell you what we think this will be a good example of an instant reaction if we get to that point on patreon patreon.com slash universe box boom blow it up i'm in the picture oh. <coughs> great to see the sheriff didn't scare everyone off what can i get for you no oh, i didn't come here for the ale nor clearly for the ambience <laughs> i came to make a deal. Let's make a deal. I've around for the best thief in the land, dearie. And everyone's pointed me to you. Yes, well, uh... That's what he's known for. I'm not in that line of business anymore. Oh, everybody's and soon it seems story. you won't be in the tavern business either. Is that a tax notice in the door? Get to the point. I... Robin Hood owned a tavern? That's why he was in there when you go to a... A Regina to find the true love, I guess. A land that's oh. ruled by an old compatriot who would not be uh, happy to see my pretty face again. I need you to break into the vault and steal the elixir of the wounded heart. It's a ridiculously self-explanatory name. <laughs> it's probably a fool's errand. It's far from that, dearie. Far from that. Yeah, an angel it points does exactly out what that Rumpel's accent sounds it cures a wounded hearts different. physically, emotionally. It's powerful stuff. So how would you like to take a little trip? Where would I be going? Another realm. A land called Oz. Oz? How are you going to send him there, Rumpel? Would you do that for me? (laughs) Rumpel was getting kind of flirty there at the end. He was getting uh, a little flirty. Robin Hood. No, but uh, that was a good scene. Hmm. That was a good scene. A good setup for uh, who knows. Who could possibly know? Uh, But when you're done watching Heart of Gold, what you need to do is you need to get up. You need to... uh, No, you just need to pick up your phone. You need to break into a tavern, (laughs) pick up their phone, email us, greetingsfromstorybrook at gmail.com. Tweet us at GF Storybrooke. Uh, Facebook us at Facebook.com slash greetings from Storybrooke. And the voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. And uh, that's uh, what Michael did. So why don't uh, you go ahead and take it away, Michael? Hey, Bill and Anne Marie. This is Michael Lucero. Um, I'm actually listening to your podcast uh, right now, and I had to pause it and record uh, this voicemail to uh, make sure I didn't forget these thoughts that uh, your discussion of this episode caused me to have. Um, I was thinking, um, I don't know if you all read my comment about why I thought the Bell's mom theory didn't work. Uh, It's on one of the, I think maybe the uh, Too Many Mermaids page uh, on your website. But thinking about how we have the situation now, I don't think that that uh, problem uh, is a problem anymore. I think Bell's mom definitely could be one of the authors in the past since there's more than one. Mm -hmm. And since uh, the position of authorship is something handed down within these stories, not outside of them like in our world or in a different world or something. So I think that could definitely work. And I was thinking about uh, how that maybe could have happened, the whole ogre thing that we saw earlier this season. Maybe uh, the the present author, who I'll call Phil, because that's what that actor's character's <laughs> name was in Lost, 
Uh, so maybe Phil found one of the books or maybe like a scrap of paper from the book and then maybe found a pen or something that uh, was from the sorcerer that Belle's mom had dropped or something. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But uh, maybe he found it and found the scrap of paper and started writing stuff down and then was amazed to find out that they actually happened. And he's like, oh, wow, I can actually change reality with this. So maybe he used that to write the whole story of Belle's mom getting killed or kidnapped by the ogre, therefore sabotaging the whole authorship thing. And then maybe he wrote himself into the authorship position or maybe he just kind of manipulated the sorcerer into giving it to him. Who knows? So that could have worked. Um, also, I think the whole thing with uh, Regina's page that we found in the library, maybe that was something that Belle's mom had actually written, and maybe that was how things were supposed to have actually did go. Not supposed like to, but actually did go down. And then, he went back and and then Phil yeah. comes by, and he's got the Bill! authorship now. Belle's mom is gone. <laughs> And he's like, oh, I don't like this. I'm going to change the story. So maybe he uses the magic pen to actually change the story instead of writing it down wrong, change what somebody had already written. And so maybe he actually changed the past. And like that's why pages. the page is ripped out because it actually did happen, but he changed it. Uh, and so I really like this the more I think about it because it potentially, potentially all the plot holes that <laughs> exist in Once Upon a Time as a show from day one till now could potentially be explained by this whole author storyline because if there's something that makes sense if there's an instance where the the writers of the show are not are seem to be forgetting their own rules of how magic works um i think it is probably still lazy storytelling or just bad writing but within the context of the show you can explain that away and say hey well of course that's not how it should have happened but the reason it didn't shouldn't have happened or the reason it did happen that way is that Phil is messing with things and and doesn't uh, observe the way magic works because he's like ah it's it's a better story so anyway those are my thoughts and uh sorry for this insanely long <laughs> voicemail and this voicemail that probably isn't going to be relevant anymore by the time you get to put it in a podcast again. Uh, but <laughs> all right that's uh, that's my thoughts for now you all take care bye hey you, you know my michael uh we played it we played it when it was still relevant still relevant yeah and i really like the theory though like it, you you got into kind of like sort of like really fast like conspiracy theory talking i which, like it which is when the best theories come out the best always. theories do come out because you can tell that they're just hitting you as you're saying them <laughs> oh yeah angel in the chat room says so phil is basically like that kid who sees something that clearly happened and he's just like nah that didn't happen my way's better mm-hmm. <laughs> yes excellent okay and i i just wanted to mention too uh one of our other contest entries for the Regal Con test uh, was a, a great, like, long-form poem from Elena uh, that I just wanted to point out and say is there. We're going to put the full text in the show notes for this episode. Mm-hmm. But I believe she's sending us an audio version. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, that we, we can play uh, probably in our next episode or something. So we'll save awesome. it for that. But thank you, Elena, for, for that. Yay, As always, thank you, Elena. Uh, when you get done with the computer, I need you to when break... When you get done with the computer? When you break, when you break down the computer... <laughs> when you we get lost done... it! When you get done watching Heart of Gold, I need you to break into a bar, steal their computer phone, email us, greetingsfromstorybrook at gmail.com, tweet us at gsstorybrook. The Facebook is facebook.com slash greetingsfromstorybrook. And the voicemail number, as always, is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. Unless you think that this is all you're going to hear from us until we're back next week with Heart of Gold. Nay, I say. Nay! Turns out we recorded a secret commentary for episode, uh, season one, episode five, uh, that still small voice, the the Hopper origin story. (laughs) 
And we're going to roll that out probably on Friday or Saturday, something yeah, like that. sometime this week. To give you a little something extra to get you through the hiatus Bonus. until we have a new episode. I love that we call it a hiatus. It was a week off. It was, it was a week, week off and you hiatus. get two episodes. What? It was a spring break. <sighs> <laughs> and uh, hi to, hi to and Ca- that's why I drink, people. <laughs> hi to Camilla that just came into the chat room. Sorry, sorry you came in so late. We're just wrapping up and everything, but uh, it'll be up soon. Emery, where can people find you online? You can find me on the Twitters at AMD Simone, or really at any of our show accounts because I frequently check them because that's what I do. <laughs> and as for me, you can follow me on Twitter at Bill Meeks. You can follow the stuff I write at DogboyAdventures.com. Also, have a new book. Just got a, a proof of the cover today oh, for it's awesome. Trials of King. Sparrow. If you ever wanted to see a, a bird become Lambo, you're going to love this book. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, com, And you can follow all the podcasts we do, including our new uh, podcast about everything, Universe about Box. About everything. Stories set to a theme, if you will. Yes, at universebox.com. All right. Well, I guess that's about it. Sorry again, Camilla. We're leaving. <laughs> we're done. <laughs> but, uh, It'll be up in an hour. <laughs> until next time. Greetings, greetings from, from Storybrook. Sing me a story about once upon a time.